G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Heart disease, diabetes, stroke are increasing at an alarming rate. Yet at the beginning of the 20th century, they were almost unknown. So what's happened these last 120 years to cause such a radical decline? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and thanks for joining me. Today, we're going to be taking a look at the history of food and health from a different perspective. What we discover might surprise you. As we chat about living a healthy lifestyle, I know what some of you are thinking. There's like this guilt thing going on because you know that you're carrying a bunch of extra weight and you know that that's because you've been putting the wrong sort of stuff in your mouth, too much of it, and not exercising. Am I right? And so you're sitting there squirming, feeling not just the guilt, but this sense of hopelessness because you've tried every diet that there is under the sun and nothing has ever worked. Now, if you're wondering how I know that, it's because I've been there too. Here's my dark little secret. All my life, until a couple of years ago, I have struggled with my weight. As a child, as an adult, in fact, I have lost more than 20 kilograms at least seven times in my life. If you still measure weight by the pound, that's around 45 pounds. And each time, other than the last time, I've put it back on again. I starved myself. I did the low-fat diets. I exercised until I wore my feet out into little stubs. I tried everything. And each time... I put the weight back on. And what drove me nuts about that was the fact that, hey, I'm this incredibly self-disciplined, focused, outcome-oriented kind of guy. When I set my mind to do something, I pretty much always achieve it, as evidenced by the fact that I have lost over 20 kilograms more than seven times in my life. That takes a lot of discipline and a lot of willpower, and yet I'm being completely transparent with you here each time I put it back on again. The question you have to ask yourself is, why? And I'll tell you why. I was always hungry. And when you're always hungry, you eat. But why was I always hungry? That's what was driving me to distraction. There had to be a reason. Turns out there was, and there is. And it's that reason, the root cause of obesity, that we're going to talk about today. And to do that, we need to take an historical perspective. What, if anything, has changed over time in terms of our eating habits and our health outcomes? It's not an unreasonable question to ask because it may give us a clue or two as to the cause of the skyrocketing increases in obesity and its health outcomes, heart disease, diabetes and some forms of cancer. Well, some things have changed. They've changed dramatically. According to the author of the book Sweet Poison, David Gillespie, back in 1910, just over one in five US adults was overweight and fewer than one in five of those was obese. So obesity was running at 1 in 25 of the whole population. Just a century later, two out of every three adults is overweight and half of those are now obese. So now, instead of 1 in 25 being obese, 1 in 3 in the population of the US and in fact in the population of westernised countries are obese. Here's what Gillespie writes. In just 100 years, the chances of a US adult being overweight have gone from very unlikely to highly probable, 
and the trend is accelerating. If it continues, by 2036, a person with a normal body mass index will be as rare as an eight-leaf clover. And in Australia, our statistics are just as shocking. This is a dramatic change. And remember, back then in the early 1900s, there was no concept of a low-fat diet. You understand that? There were no so-called healthy margarines. People ate lard and dripping and bacon and eggs for breakfast. Yet back then, very few were overweight and almost none had heart disease. And today, the majority are overweight and heart disease is the biggest killer. This doesn't make sense. And here's another fact. Did you know with heart disease, which was almost unknown back then, in fact, it was only in the mid-1920s that cardiology became a speciality, but now... To be sure, life expectancy has gone up in Western societies. In the US, before 1900, 75% of all Americans died before 65 age. Today, more than 70% will live to be over 70. That comes from a dramatic eradication of many diseases like polio and typhoid and a bunch of those diseases that used to kill people en masse but now are almost unheard of. And yet, the deadly irony of all this, with all the advances in science and medicine... Heart disease, which was virtually unknown at the beginning of the 20th century, is today the single greatest killer in the Western world. It will kill 650,000 Americans this year. Those facts beg the question, what's changed? And it confounds logic that more medicos aren't asking that very same question. Some are, but most of the medical community seems to me to be focused on treating heart disease, something they're doing quite well because the death rate from heart disease is falling rather than asking, how can we actually eliminate heart disease altogether? Since it's only a product of the 20th and 21st centuries, how can we wind the clock back and get rid of it altogether? The answer to what causes heart disease lies in the research of a naval physician, Dr Cleave, who came up with a rule of 20 years. Cleave made a careful study of hospital records of third world nations, particularly in Africa, And what struck him was that virtually no single native came down with the common diseases of Western cultures like obesity, diabetes and heart disease. Now, listen to me. Those diseases weren't merely less frequent. They were virtually non-existent. His research further led him to conclude that the culprit was the Western diet, which is high in refined carbohydrates, sugar and white flour and so on. Conducting further research, Cleve observed that about 20 years after a society introduces refined carbohydrates into its way of life, diabetes and heart disease will simultaneously begin to appear. If you want to know more, Google Cleve's Rule of 20 Years. Cleve is spelt C-L-E-A-V-E. Cleve found that the average inhabitant of the British Isles was consuming just 7 kilograms or 15 pounds of sugar way back in 1817. By 1955, that had grown to around 50 kilograms or 110 pounds a year. And today, people, Australians and Americans and a lot of other Western cultures are consuming up to 70 kilograms or 150 pounds of sugar. And that doesn't count other refined carbohydrates like chips and rice and flour and bread and cakes and all that stuff. The medicos will tell you quite simply that all those refined carbohydrates are turning our bloodstream into porridge. You may have heard the term atherosclerosis, which literally means porridge of the arteries, and it is killing us in droves. The thing that distinguishes the so-called Western diet from the traditional diets isn't the fat content. Inuits in Alaska traditionally only ate meat and fat and had zero heart disease. The thing that distinguishes the Western diet is the high refined carbohydrate content and people, it's killing us. Let me prove the point to you about this whole increase in refined carbohydrates. How many times does the word sugar appear in the Bible? 
I'll tell you, exactly zero times, because sugar wasn't known back then. Sweet cane is mentioned three times, but as an exotic delicacy from a far-off place. Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 20. Of what used to me is frankincense that come from Sheba or sweet cane from a distant land. The other sweet thing was honey, but you had, you had to kind of fight the bees for that, and it was a rare delicacy. And finally, fruit, but then only in season, and only if you happen to live near the apple tree in question. Sweet things were very rare. In fact, historically, that's been true until sugar went into mass production in the late 19th, early 20th century to support, of all things, cocoa and chocolate sales. So if we want to track the cause of this rapid acceleration in Western diseases, we need only correlate the increase in consumption of refined carbohydrates with the increase in cardiovascular disease, diabetes and obesity. My biggest secret to getting back into good health again, including the loss of 25 kilograms, is drastically reducing the refined carbohydrates in my diet. People think that's extreme, radical. Everything in balance is the answer, Bernie. Are you nuts? And I guess in the context of our sugar-laden culture, it does seem extreme, but in an historical context, it's the sugar-laden diet that most of us are eating today that's extreme. And people, it's killing us. We love sharing the gospel with as many people as possible so they can experience a real and tangible relationship with God. So before I go, I'd like to tell you about our free daily devotional to help you be all that God made you to be. It's called Fresh. Each day you'll receive a powerful scripture verse together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement. And the best news is that it's completely free and delivered right to your inbox each and every day where you can choose to read, listen or even watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. It's God's word fresh for you each day. To receive your free devotional, just jump onto the website freshdevotional.org. You'll see the Fresh e-devotional sign up right there for you. As a bonus, I'll also send you a free copy of my e-book, How Can I Hear God Speak to Me? So head across to the website and sign up to receive Fresh. I pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through His Word. That web address again, in case you missed it, is freshdevotional.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.